Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to function in the kingdom of heaven with optimal fruitfulness through the application of its timeless principles. We've been speaking about how to pray effectively, and in our last episode we spoke about the eighth key to effective prayer, which is praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Spirit. In today's episode, we are going to speak about the ninth key to effective prayer, the ninth key to effective prayer, and this is making prophetic proclamations or declarations over your life and the situations you are praying about. Making prophetic proclamations or declarations over your life and the situations you are praying about. Let us look at the scriptures huh? from the book of uh, Mark. Uh, chapter 11 from verse uh, 12 to 14 and 20 to 24. So this is about uh, the Lord Jesus Christ himself illustrating this. So this is what the scripture says. It says, uh, uh, The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. He went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. So at the time when he proclaimed it in the natural realm, they did not know what had happened in the spiritual realm. So now in, in uh, verse 20, this is what happens. Says, in the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cast has withered. Verse 22 says, it says, Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So as you can see there, Jesus is uh, <clears throat> made a declaration, a proclamation over the, the destiny, over that uh, fig tree, uh, basically terminating it uh, and uh, by, by saying that it will never bear fruit again and it dried up in the, the next day. So something happened uh, in the spiritual realm because this seemed like mere words, but something supernatural happened that caused the fig tree to die because that's the normal, not the normal way in which a fig tree or any plant dies. It was supernatural. And, uh, and Peter realized that and, and, uh, and uh, marveled. And Jesus uh, explained what that was, what had happened. And he said that uh, if you speak uh, to something, like in this case he speaks about a mountain, and don't doubt, then it will happen. And he speaks about it as a form of prayer. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. Meaning that declarations are a form of prayer. Prophetic declarations are a form of prayer. So it's important to notice that, uh, uh, that words, sp words spoken from a position of authority over a person or situation have creative effect in the spiritual realm. They're not just empty words. They trigger a supernatural shift of realities in the spiritual realm with an ensuing manifestation of the same in the natural realm. The spiritual realm is a real world inhabited by spirits. 
<clears throat> for example, God, they're the angels of light from the kingdom of God. They are angels of darkness. That's demonic forces of darkness and Satan himself. They are human spirits, our spirits. And then there are other spiritual realities, which are not spirit like blessings, covenants, the word of God, and other things in the spiritual realm. There are thrones and all those things. So, so, so it's a real world. And in fact, the spiritual realm rules over the natural realm. <clears throat> the battle for dominion over the natural realm is actually fought in the spiritual realm. So if you understand the spiritual realm, then you are going to, and you function according to its principles, <clears throat> then you are going to have dominion in the natural realm. And <clears throat> one of the way, ways is through prayer. And of course, what you're speaking about today is one of the keys for effective prayer, being making prophetic declarations. So it's because this has an effect in the spiritual realm with manifestation in the natural realm. Uh, God has set his word and the name of Jesus as the highest authority over everything in the spiritual realm. God has set his word and the name of Jesus as uh, the highest uh, authority in the spiritual realm. The Bible says this in the book of Psalms 138 verse 2. It says, uh, this is the psalmist uh, David saying that uh, I will bow down towards your holy temple. And I will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. You see, so it says, it says God has exalted above all things his name and his word. And we can also see that in the, in the New Testament. Now after Jesus had come uh, and he had died on the cross, then all authority was given to him. As he told his disciples in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. <clears throat> so, uh, Apostle Paul writing to the church in Philippi, uh, speaking to the Philippians, he says this in, in Matthew, in, in Philippians chapter 2, chapter two verse uh, uh, 19. After Jesus dying on the cross and, and rising from the dead, it says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name Jesus every knee should bow and uh, should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord the, uh, to the glory of the of God the Father. So you see, God has exalted uh, in the spiritual realm his word and his name as we have seen in, uh, in uh, Psalms 138 verse 2 and Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 and 11. <clears throat> so it's above all those spirit things that you are seeing and God himself has bound himself by by his word, that he will not do anything outside the context of his word. <clears throat> so the word of God is the highest in the spiritual realm. Power and, and authority is exercised within the limitations and the boundaries of the word of God, not just at will. <clears throat> uh, for, for your prophetic declarations in prayer to be impactful, they have to comply with the following conditions. They have to follow, uh, comply with the following conditions. And I'll just speak about four. Uh, the first thing is that they must be made from a position of legitimate spiritual. Uh, from, from uh, they must be made from a position of legitimate authority in the spiritual realm. Yeah, they must be made from a position of legitimate authority in the spiritual realm. That you have authority, even even authority in the natural realm is expressed in the spiritual realm. So, all legitimate authority from the spiritual realm and the natural realm comes from God. All kingdoms, all citizens of the kingdom of heaven have God-given authority in Christ. 
all kingdom citizens have God-given authority in Christ. And this is expressed in the book of uh, uh, Ephesians. Uh, we'll read chapter 1, some verses from chapter 1 and, and chapter 2. So this is what the scripture says uh, <clears throat> from verse uh, uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 18. Uh, uh, it says this, it says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to the, the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every title that can be given not only in the present age but also in the one to come so you see how jesus was exalted at the right hand of god far above all rule and authority power and dominion and every title that can be given not only in the present age but also in the one to come and then when you come now to verse uh, uh, to chapter 2 verse 4 uh, to 6 this is what the scripture says it says but because of his great love for us god who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions it is by grace you have been saved and God raised us uh, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus so you see we were seated in the where Christ is seated at the right hand of God so when we when we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal savior and we became kingdom citizens so we were exalted to that place of authority uh, in Christ so we have uh, believers of authority in Christ, not outside Christ. It's delegated authority in Christ. And we are seated with him at the right hand of God, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, every title in this age and in the one to come. So as long as you're in Christ, that's a position that is not futuristic. It's exists even now. If you're in Christ, you are seated in the, in the heavenly realms, above all for, uh, our power and authority. So all kingdom citizens have God-given authority in Christ, in the spiritual realm. However, there are different dimensions of authority in the spiritual realm. For example, there is parental authority. There is a marital authority, as a husband is the head of the wife, according to the scriptures. There is a, a spiritual authority. Uh, that is to do with ministers in the kingdom and those to whom they have delegated authority. By ministers in the kingdom, I mean apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors, uh, and any other person who is operating with under their authority within that framework. And then there is territorial authority, <coughs> of, uh, which can be uh, another kind of leader, or even ministers, because even ministers, you can be have authority over your church, but you can rise to a place whereby the prophetic or apostolic authority is over a given territory, that over a city, when you speak of a city, uh, in the spiritual realm, you are known in the spiritual realm to rule, just like uh, demonic forces operating with territory, like we read in, in the book of Daniel chapter 10 of a territorial spirit, the prince of Persia, that's a demonic force. So in the same way, uh, a believer who is a spirit indeed with the spirit of God residing in him uh, as especially a minister can rise and become a, a, a person with a delegated authority from God over a territory can be a city, a town, a nation a continent or global 
so this has to do with also mantles it can be also over a certain dimension of area like you can be a prophetic mantle over a, a certain territory over a certain uh, with certain prescriptions that relate to it you see so 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 that's that's an expression of authority so there are different dimensions of authority and just to remind to remember the point here is that they were speaking about the first condition that's that you must have uh, the, your, your declarations might be made from a position of legitimate authority in the spiritual realm you can make them as a believer because you are seated with Christ in the heavenlies but even beyond that there are other dimensions of authority there are ministers who are over you as a believer who have a higher authority than you within because of their ministerial position uh, so let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 8 and just see an illustration of the concept of authority in terms of declarations <clears throat> so Matthew chapter 8 from verse 5 to 13 this is what the Bible says it's uh, concerning the faith uh, of the centurion from the uh, Roman Empire. So the Bible says this is uh, from verse 5 uh, of Matthew chapter 8. It says, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, <clears throat> a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. Uh, verse 8, the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. You see, so the, the, because this person was operating in a, with other, with, in a disciplined force, so he knew how authority works. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, then verse 10, Jesus, he says, When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be uh, thrown outside and into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it will be done just as you believe it would. And his servant was healed the same, the, that very hour. You can imagine. Jesus is just speaking from the position where he is. He didn't go, but he's, he's to, he just made the, the, the prophetic declaration. And the Bible says that the servant of this Roman centurion was healed. And if you look at the situation, it's not a, it's not a, it was not just a light situation. It was a very serious situation because in verse 5 it says, uh, verse 6 it says, the, the centurion says, Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. And by Jesus making the declaration from his position of authority, the healing uh, happened supernaturally, instantly. At that time, <clears throat> it was activated in the spiritual realm and uh, manifested in the natural realm at the, within that same hour. So you can see the effect of authority. The declarations have to be made from a position of legitimate authority. So uh, the second thing, uh, condition for making declaration is that the, the, that the declarations must be consistent with the principles of the word of God. So the word of God is the expression of God's mind and God's authority and God's 
principles of truth. So God will not go outside the context of his word. God is only committed to his word. So it's not just about what you wish. It's within the boundaries and limitations of the principles of scripture. And the third, the third uh, condition for making decla- prophetic declarations and for them to be effective is that they must be backed by the power of the Holy Spirit. They must be backed by the power of the Holy Spirit, which should be resident in you as a believer. The, the, the fullness of the Spirit of uh, our so the anointing of the Holy Spirit, or as some people call it, unction, uh, U-N-C-T-I-O-N, unction, the unction or the anointing of the Holy Spirit, God's ability. So the backing of the power of the Holy Spirit is what will co- cause it to have an effect. Because, and you can even see this in the book of Ezekiel chapter 37 from verse 1 to 14 where Ezekiel makes declarations or prophesying the word of the Lord to the dry bones in a vision. And then after that he prophesies to the wind representing the spirit. And he explains the vision to be the fact that, that uh, God is going to speak to, is going to uh, uh, give life and restoration to the Israelites in that sense. See, so, so the word works together with the Holy Spirit. The purpose of the anointing is to, to, to bring the realities of the word into, into being, into manifestation. So all kingdom citizens have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And you can see this from First uh, John chapter, tw- chapter 2, from verse 20, uh, at, and I think up to 27 or thereabout. So all kingdom citizens have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. However, there are different levels of expression of the anointing. There are different dimensions of the anointing different expressions of the anointing. Not everyone who carries the anointing expresses the same way and the same devil and the same dimension. Uh, So, uh, for example, like I said, you find like a minister, an apostle has a different dimension of anointing compared to a prophet, compared to a pastor, compared to a teacher or evangelist. And equally, even among apostles or among teachers or prophets, you find that there are people with a higher expression in those categories. Even Terry, so you find that people have an anointing within a dimension that is expressed in a church, and if it's in terms of geographical territorial, another one be over a city, another one over a nation. Uh, they can speak of a nation and things can shift. Their people can speak of a nations. Like for for Jeremiah, when God, God called him, he told him, I've called you as a prophet to the nations. So his mantle was a mantle to the nations. He had authority over nations. And the, the power uh, of the spirit given to him was to match that uh, uh, jurisdiction, if I could call it that. So the anointing is in different levels and different dimensions. And we can see this expressed in terms of uh, in the in the scriptures. Uh, one uh, we can start with the Elijah in the book of First uh, uh, Kings chapter seventeen. The scriptures say this. Uh, it says this that now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, "As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be no neither dew." no rain in the next few years except at my word. So he's speaking about as a prophet now, he's saying like uh, as long as God lives the one he serves. So he's speaking from a position of under the authority of God as a prophet. Because you have to, as, as the centurion says, you have to be under authority in authority and under authority. So he's speaking from that being under authority of God. And then he says that there will be no rain or dew for the, in the next few years, except at my word. So he's speaking about himself, his word. Now, not even the word 
of God directly because he's speaking from his prophetic authority. And that's exactly what happened for several years. Because now if you read later in the scripture in the New Testament, in the book of James chapter 5 verse 17, it says this, he says, verse 17 and 18, he says, Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it will not rain and it will not uh, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years again he prayed and the heavens gave, gave rain and the earth produced its crops so you see what he says in verse 17 he prayed declarations is a form of prayer he made the declarations uh, under authority and power the anointing of the holy spirit this same anointing is the one that elisha desired and he received the impartation of the same when elijah was caught up and taken to to heaven Another illustration of uh, a, a very high dimension of the anointing is uh, Joshua chapter 6. Uh, it's, it's Joshua himself. When you read Joshua chapter 6, uh, verse uh, <coughs> 26, this is after the destruction of Jericho by the Israelites. So what the Bible says, it says, at, the, at that time Joshua pronounced this solemn oath, cast before the Lord, is the man who undertakes to rebuild this city, Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn son, will he lay its foundations? And at the cost of his youngest, will he set up its gates? You see, so uh, Joshua was taken over from Moses as a prophet. Eh? So Joshua was speaking from a point of authority. And he proclaimed a curse over the city of Jericho, which God had instructed them to destroy. And many, hundreds of years later, which shows you that words spoken with authority don't die in the spiritual realm. Anything that is released in the spiritual realm, unless it's reversed in the spiritual realm with a higher a dimension of authority, it will not, <clears throat> it cannot be uh, stopped. So like words, for example, spoken from the authority. So the words are spiritual. So when spoken authority for, of an issue so or a person. So... This is what happened hundreds of years later after Joshua died. <clears throat> it said in in First Kings chapter th- chapter uh, sixteen verse thirty four, the Bible says, "In Ahab's time, Hiel of Bethel rebuilt Jericho. He laid its foundation at the cost of his firstborn son Abiram, and he set up its gates at the cost of his younger son Segub, in accordance with the word of the Lord spoken by Joshua, son of Nun." So you see. The words did not die. The words in the spiritual realm until they they took effect, they until they manifested. When Joshua spoke them with authority, they took their place, position in the spiritual realm, and they're just waiting to 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 express themselves. The prophetic word was waiting to express itself over whoever uh, uh, was going to, to to fulfill the conditions related to it. And that's, that was a person whoever tries to rebuild. And that's exactly what, what happened. So it shows you that there are different dimensions of authority and power in the spiritual realm. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit functioning upon Joshua was very high. Uh, the, 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 the level of expression was very high, as it was also in, Eli, in, in Elijah. Uh, imagine somebody speaking of a rain, rain uh, shutting the heavens for three and a half years. That's a very long time. So dimensions of their no expression of the anointing so so your words must be backed by the power of the holy spirit uh, the anointing of the holy spirit and all believers have the anointing of the holy spirit 
and uh, depending on how you are living, the anointing will be expressed. If you are living in a lifestyle of prayer, then the power levels will rise because prayer is a means by which you are filled with the Spirit. And so when you speak, there will be power. And as you grow in your dimension of authority and you are assigned a certain dimension of power, like Elijah or Joshua, if you keep growing, your declarations effect keep going higher. <clears throat> yeah, so, so therefore, my recommendation, as I normally do, is that make declarations after a session of praise and worship, an intense session of praise and worship, and a session of prayer, where there is where there is a fullness of the spirit. After that, then make the declarations, especially when you are praying and fasting. Make declarations, and you will see power. Uh, you will see the power backing your words. You are speaking as with the authority as a believer. Or if you're a minister, you're speaking with the authority over the people you lead as a minister or over your department. Even if your authority is also expressed in the workplace when you are an employer or a leader in a department, you can speak with authority. Or if you're a parent, you can speak with authority and with the backing of the power of your spirit so that they're not just empty words. <clears throat> uh, the fourth condition that you must uh, that you need to fulfill with uh uh, uh, to make prophetic declarations that have effect in prayer is that your declarations must be made with faith in God's capacity to perform what is declared. Faith in God's capacity to perform must be a, an ingredient of that, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, your declarations. Uh. And, and uh, this, is, this was actually uh, mentioned by Jesus uh, in the first passage that we read in today's episode uh, uh, in uh, Mark chapter 11 verse 22 and 24 it says this is what jesus says have faith in god jesus answered i tell you the truth if anyone says to this mountain go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that but believes that what he says will happen you see it says that if you don't doubt in your heart but you believe that uh, what he says will happen then he says it will be done for him so the declaration has to be made in faith. And that's why I said after that, that uh, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So as you make declarations, they have also to be backed by faith, not doubt, for them to have effect. Yes, you have authority. Yes, you are making them according to the principles of Scripture, the authority of the Word of God. And, and, the, uh, uh, and then you are also making them under the power of the Holy Spirit. But you have to do it in faith. Your prayer has to be in faith. Your declarations have to be made in faith for them to take effect in the spiritual realm. And I'll tell you that prophetic declarations are very powerful. They are one of the most effective uh, dimensions of prayer. Prophetic declarations. I've seen that many times. When I make declarations or declarations made over me, they can unlock, they unlock things in the spiritual realm. They, they cause shifts they, 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 they open up doors, open up gates, open up, release things, release people, release situations that you desire and take away or obstacles that you want to, to go away. When you're speaking against demonic forces based on the word of God, you cancel the works of darkness. You bring them under the authority of the name of Jesus and, uh, and the authority of the word of God. When you declare uh, speaking at the forces with the blood with the blood of Jesus against them, then you are you are speaking with authority. Declarations are very powerful, so it's something you need to make a habit of. That after you have spent time in prayer or in praise and worship, then make declarations. And one of the things you can do, as I've done, is at least 
the declarations you need to make or identify portions of scripture that you can be declaring and then you make declarations for example if it's protection you can declare psalms 27 over your life or psalms 91 if it's about prosperity all around you can declare psalms 112 you see so the, the scripture is uh, filled with with the uh, principles uh, with, with uh, uh, and expressions of god's will from uh, about your life that you can declare because the word of God is the highest thing in the spiritual realm alongside the name of God, of Jesus. So as we conclude, I would like you to reflect on the following. Uh, do you make prophetic declarations of faith over your life and situations regularly? Or is this something new to you? Secondly, what effect have you witnessed in your life from making the declarations, if any, and if there have not been any, consider whether you have been making them according to the four conditions that have explained in this episode. If you have been blessed in this ep- by this episode, I would like you to share the same uh, with a friend, a colleague, a family member, or anybody you think may benefit even on your social media platforms. And then I would also like you to subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And also you can give us feedback on uh, how the message has impacted you uh, through the podcast platform from which you are listening to, the email uh, and email address or social media handles provided in the show notes. May God bless you and grant you deeper insight uh, uh, to and, and cause you to always make prophetic declarations that are impactful and uh, may, may supernatural shifts happen for you as you unlock things in the spiritual realm by making prophetic declarations. Uh, have a, an, an, an amazing time uh, in your walk with God. God bless you.